Uh, welcome back, folks, to another episode of Nuff Said, our podcast about all things Marvel. If you may recall, or you do recall, uh, Jack and I had discussed in our previous episode the What If series that involves Miles Morales, a Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. Uh, here, the authors and writers and, and inks, ink artists, so forth, are trying to put together a series where they have Miles becoming different characters. Uh, the first two, obviously, were Captain America and Wolverine. We're going to finish up in this episode talking about three, four, and five, where he becomes the Hulk, um, he becomes Thor, and then finally finish it up with all the characters uh, coming together to fight a final battle. Which is um, Spider-Man. He's, he, they all joined Spider. They joined Spider. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get let's get ourselves rolling. So we're talking about issue number three, where Miles becomes in a different universe, becomes the Hulk. So obviously, like all the other, uh, like his actual story and like all the other issues, he uh, has he's in the present and he has flashbacks. So it appears that in. Um, or the first of all, the issue is the present is set up like a therapy session with Doc Sampson, who is actually a friend of the Hulk's. And the funny is that Doc Sampson has the uh, has green hair because he says he lost a bet to Tony Stark. He says he oh here it is I found it. He says he became the Hulk because uh, like in his other uh, origin stories, Uncle Aaron kind of messes up. So instead of getting bit by a spider, Uncle Aaron leaves out a case full of probably gamma radiation or a gamma bomb whatever and he's miles is in his uncle's apartment and he steps on one and he becomes uh he becomes affected by gamma radiation and then he becomes a hulk right um and the first time he shows that is obviously the it, the episode the issue i don't want to say episode the issue uh starts off with him talking to Doc Samson, anybody who knows anything about the Marvel Universe knows who Doc Samson is. Um, I liked how in the beginning it referenced him losing a bet to Tony Stark, and that that had something to do with his hair turning green. I guess I have to look look into that because I'm not quite sure. Um, But he talks about how he became the Hulk and how he finally revealed that to his, of course, roommate Genki when he steps on a, a Lego and I, I mentioned to you earlier is there any pain worse than stepping on a Lego right so um, yeah so he steps on the Lego we're seeing he's shown as becoming the Hulk and then the issue sort of moves on to him wanting to find out more well he's in school here I think he gets rejected and he starts to get green yeah yeah um, so he's navigating the Teenage world life. of being a superhero or a, you know a, a creature the hulk and being a teenager yeah so which is kind of fun right because we don't see that with bruce banner um but then it moves into the the crux of the story in my opinion something where always, he's something always bad happens usually to uncle aaron yes uh and he does in fact follow uncle aaron to a warehouse where uncle aaron as prowler is trying to put a deal together and sort of jump out of the life, which he's done in other issues of other um, magazines, right, comics, and bad stuff always happens, right? And so here, um, the gamma uh, balls or whatever they are, 
um, end up dropping on the ground and exploding. And that is what creates the abomination, the character yeah. that Prowler's meaning becomes the abomination. And uh, it just kind of ends quickly. Abomination grabs Prowler in with his head, yeah. crushes, crushes him, him, kills him, turns. Yeah. And then uh, Miles is waiting, seeing it in the background. He turns to the Hulk and he uh, does ends up killing the abomination, ends up killing this character. Um, and this is why he's in therapy. Right, and so he's so he's learning to cope with his anger issues as the Hulk, and um, I, th- I thought I remember there being a reference to him becoming a an Avenger or something to that effect in that conversation. But whatever the case, uh, a quick review of this issue. You think decent? A little quick. I, I gotta say, Wolverine one was. Pretty good. Had some good action. Some good. Um, Captain America one was good, good. Decent plot. Yeah. Captain America was okay. I I rated a three out of five. This one, two and a half to three out of five. Yeah, you know, I thought the Wolverine one was a four out of five, maybe. Um, it's just the whole series so far, one, two, and three, has definitely left me unsatisfied. I think that each of these characters that he supposedly became um, has just. Um, it's left something lacking, right? And you could have done so much more with their various powers to engage the reader, and I just don't think that they've done their job. So that's right. my thought on this one. So now we get to the Thor one, and okay. I just like to, to start, I'm not a big fan of Thor reading Thor. I like Thor in the, the, the movies, and we just saw Love and Thunder, that was a pretty good movie. Much better than Doctor Strange too. I gotta say though, I haven't read any Thor issues either, but anytime Thor shows up in one of my issues, whether it be Secret Wars, I read some Avengers yeah, issues. Stuff. Stuff. No, I know, but I'm saying that Thor as a character, whenever he's shown up in issues that I've read, he is a fairly uh, dominating character. So I wonder what his book is like, what his comic is, is like. Is it worth the read, right? So, so this one is, this issue number four is a lot different than all the other ones. It, there's so much in it. There's a little too much. It covers the same plot line as the others do. Miles has some friends. He has Uncle Aaron. In this case, it's actually Uncle Loki, which is, which is a pretty fun connection, but it's very long. Um, and he starts rapping or rhyming in uh, the beginning. I thought that was cool and funny. I don't know what you think about that. Um, my notes say, too many pop culture references. Um, I love the sneakers. I love his attempt at doing sort of a Thor sneaker, if you will. But I hated, hated the attempt to have him rhyme rap. Like, best believe it, bruv, really? Like, he's not English. That's an English slang word. Not, he's American, through and through, always has been. And I'm not trying to get, you know, ethnocentric here. I'm not trying to get uh, nation specific or anything like that. I just, it was stupid. I, I think the whole attempt to make it seem like it was a rap rather than, um, you know, some narration that they could have had was ridiculous. Um, since I'm on the ridiculous bend here, uh, Uncle Lo- Uncle Loki, yeah, Uncle he Aaron. Had, he had to do something. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was he dumb. You had to make the connection somewhere. Um, also, I don't, this happens in all the Thor comics that I knew. I don't like the font they use. It's like kind of like Norse. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Um, 
makes me confused just when I read it. All the pop culture references that are in there. I mean, and the graffiti and so forth across uh, what is supposed to be Asgard, but it's sort of a version of uh, Brooklyn. And then you've got Hammer Time. He says Hammer Time. I like Hammer Time, and I like um, the designs he made on the Hammer. The, the the spray painted hammer oh that was cool. god and I, I even hated it in the movie when we went to go see right, Thor Love and Thunder cool. um, the last page made it semi intriguing but generally I didn't like it and I do want to point out that in my research I did find a reference to the issue on the website called and uh, in the episode, he's talking about how a lot of fans of, I think, Miles Morales and Thor really got upset with this issue because it became stereotypical. I really, and I agree with it. Too much sort of, you're in the hood, too much... Um, but they're in the like, but, but so be an Asgard. Why? Why does Miles Morales have to be this stereotypical black character with like the narration in the beginning? Like you said, it was a rhyming, rapping type thing. It was not necessary. Giving him sneakers rather than a costume, not necessary. Um, having things like Hammer Time and having it be in Brooklyn. Just I don't know. I just thought that he was. They were going over the top with everything and i'm not surprised that people are offended by it so all right anyways the story if you've ever seen thor ragnarok it's kind of the same a little opposite basically loki and thor they he loki takes thor to these ice giants they take this skull of the ice giant and then they go to this party for odin his dad and uh, Loki opens up this the casket of ancient winters and it activates the skull and it kind of turns into what um, uh, what was the character from uh, Ragnarok what was the character from Ragnarok oh um, yeah I know you're talking about cheese you think I could remember that because it is one of my sir, favorites sir thank you uh, he um, turns into that but just a big giant ice and he ice monster and he tries to kill Odin and he always succeeds, and it's just kind of a big fight battle. You know, he realizes his potential of the lightning, just like in Thor Ragnarok. And then um, he defeats the ice monster and his uncle Loker. His, his uncle gets banished. And then it uh, wraps into the fifth and final uh, issue of the, the finale. So this writer, Yehudi Mercado, Mercado he's... He's Mexican and Jewish, and he wrote an apology about the issue and says, I've taken the last few days to step back and listen, and I acknowledge your criticism for my recent issue of What If? While I've lived a different experience through my own Jewish and Mexican background, I still know inauthenticity hurts, and I'm sorry this failed on that front. I've appreciated hearing and learning from my black and Puerto Rican comic peers and hope to use this moment to help promote better authenticity. I'm also going to donate what Marvel paid me to the Brooklyn Book Bodega, which works to build literacy and get more books to kids in New York City. All right. So, so at least he recognizes that his attempt at being more pop culture referential referential was, was an epic fail. I wonder if this will reverberate racially like the... Immortal Hulk yeah, um, at issue number 43. Well, yeah, I know it is, but it still was pretty uh, 
controversial during at it, you know, when it was sold. And I wonder if this has any any impact on the book sales and or value of this this issue. All right. Anyway. So, so we have the fifth fifth issue left. I think we're gonna save that for after commercial break. So if you could just take a break and listen to our commercial messages, that'd be great. All right, fans, thank you for coming back. Uh, thank you for listening to our uh, sponsors. We are jumping right back in talking about uh, What If Miles Morales number five, where all of the heroes sort of come together to fight a common enemy. That is Captain America, Wolverine, the Hulk, Thor, and uh, the OG Spider-Man. Yes. First of all, I'd like to say that they could have done a lot more with this cover. All right. There was some variants I liked of number five, but this is just... It has all five uh, characters, but it's just a green background. Like, you could have had them, like, in a city in New York. It's just a stupid green background. Yeah. Um, for myself, I, I wrote, I love the idea of these heroes teaming up, meaning that um, these four characters, not necessarily the four Miles Morales. Like, having all of these characters team up, Hulk, Wolverine, so forth and so on. It's a rarity that you see these types of things. Anyway. It had good action. I'm not sure I enjoyed the plot as much as I had hoped yes, they when fight, the first issue came out. They fight all of the five errands. Uh, so that's the Prowler uh, for Miles, uh, Loki for Thor, Wait, and then I don't know who the Hulk fights, and then Sabretooth. Yes, yeah, so... Um, I think that's his name. It was decent... It ends well with a conversation, uh, you know, all the Miles Morales characters sort of saying, um, you know, you were awesome, yeah, you were awesome too, maybe we'll see you again, so forth and so on. And I do think that Marvel may make some attempt at... Oh, they have Blue Aaron, Blue Marvel. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know who that is, but he seems pretty cool. So they may make some attempt at a um, multiverse sort of teaming up of characters somewhere down the line. Um, but who knows, right? Good teamwork, good struggle. You know, good guys overcome the game. Yeah. All right, let's get to some simple issues. What was your favorite in the series of the five books? Now, yours was number one. All right. I, I think I've mentioned it already. Mine was the Wolverine book, though it lacked a solid plot, and they were trying to fit too many Miles Morales pieces into Wolvie's persona. The character was likable for his gruff nature, and I thought it had the best action. My, what was your least favorite? Uh, four. Uh, I agree, number four, right? As I mentioned, the rap versus the uh, at the beginning and the mix of Asgard in New York, the stupid dialogue, the overall lack of, of a story made it, I think, very unlikable. Um, in fact, I would venture that along with some of our readers of color, I found this book pretty much offensive. Right? Uh, I'm just going to say it. They, this is a great idea because Miles Morales is my favorite Spider-Man and my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. And this was a great idea because I know what What If is, you know, the TV show, the old comics from like the 80s and 90s. Great idea. Executed very, very poorly. Okay. So I, I also wrote down just for myself some redeeming qualities of the series and then my sort of cons or, or negatives of the series. Redeeming qualities. The idea of Miles Morales as multiple characters, multiple superheroes, uh, trying to incorporate some original storyline into it, right? So, like, you always had 
Aaron, you always had dad and Aaron fighting, that kind of thing, right? The artwork in pretty much all the books was pretty good, oh, I yeah, thought. Oh, yeah, I know this. Uh, the uh, M.M.'s character, his personality, his, his, you know, overall, like, his integrity and things like that remains the same in all five books. I like that. Uh, some cons. Typical. It was even boring to me, these plot lines. Uh, you could have had different villains. Why did you have to have Aaron be the various villains in everything? Um, I just thought you could have had him fighting other villains that maybe the Hulk fought or maybe Thor fought, right? Yeah, even I was like, I, uh, number four came out and we were a month late on it. We actually don't even have the direct issue, we have the variant edition. And I was reading it because I was like looking forward to getting to the next issue because that's what I was looking forward to in Miles Morales. And I was bored reading because I knew I needed to read four and five to get through just to do this episode mm-hmm. of the podcast. I was bored. It was, a, it was a struggle to get through. Well, we're not always, you know, the episode needs to be enthusiastic. I need to take notes on this. That's how uh, um, I always take not my unprepared, notes. Not unprepared, but how kind of simple it was to talk about. Well, I mean... The series was unenthusiastic. We try to be enthusiastic in our in our podcast. Now, here's what they could have done: they have Spider-Man, and there's a big story arc going on Spider-Man in the Miles Morales series right now, where they're he's fighting his clones again. They could have wrapped. They could have brought all these guys all to help with that. Yeah, they yeah, could have I see what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, boring plot lines, boring hero and villain um, mix-ups. Well, I'm saying the mix-ups of the heroes fighting the villains. Um, I feel that even though I called it a pro that they incorporated some of the original storyline, I think that they incorporate too much of the family into every episode and every universe that was shown. Too much leaning into stereotypes. Again, I think I'm more talking about four than anything else, but yep. Um, too much of a diversity check. In other words, I feel like Marvel, and I see this in their in their movies. Um, there's I read recently that Cosmo the dog for the next Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess Cosmo as a character in Guardians of the Galaxy is a male dog. Yeah, yes. But in the movie coming up, they're gonna have Cosmo, but it's going to be voiced by a female actress. I'm trying to remember who it is, but. You know, some people say that's no big deal. What's a big deal? I say stay true to the comic. Like, don't change just to do the whole diversity check, the whole, you know, let's have lots of different genders and so forth. It doesn't need to be that important, right? So, uh, and I felt that this was a money grab, trying to incorporate a black slash Latin character that people love. I mean, we love him. Uh, into other things just to see if like Thor readers are going to read this and Hulk readers and so forth and so on. I mean, I just didn't, I didn't like it. My overall score out of uh, five, I would give this three. Yeah, I'd probably give it a three. Um, just being generous too. And I, I just think that the last two really brought it, brought it down, brought the series down. Um, and I was curious if Marvel was getting us ready for the next Miles Morales movie, right? That's not for like a year. No, I know, but this whole multiverse bringing in the other Miles Morales, uh, will we see them in the next movie is what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, which anyways, they, they could do. So. That was our two-part episode of Miles, what if Miles Morales turned into this, what if he turned into that, whatever. 
Hope you enjoyed it. Give it a read. Um, or not. <laughs> maybe you'll maybe you'll like it better than we did. But give it a read. And we have no idea what our next issue is, but we'll find it and we'll record it and then we'll release it. So thank you for listening. Thank you very much. We'll see you with the next episode.